Welcome to The Pilgrim, the podcast for Jesus followers like you who wants tips and advice to grow their faith in the ups and downs of journeying through this world. I am O.O. Levy and I'm your host. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Pilgrim Podcast. I recently read these words in an article, quote, we can easily imagine, think of, contemplate and be attracted to the idea of giving our whole selves and lives over to God without actually doing it and think we have done it because we have imagined it, close quote. The first part of this statement that we can easily imagine or have the idea of wholly following Jesus without ever finally doing so is not new. Many start a journey that they never finish, vibrant for a time only to get choked out by worldly cares or worldly troubles and eventually give up on the faith altogether. Many give much for a time but fall short of giving their whole self to Christ. But there is also something about this statement that takes us further than we would like to go. Something that terrifies all who consider it. Those who refuse to give their whole selves to Christ die without realizing it. They think they live as wholehearted disciples because they have imagined it. In other words, they live in a religious dream, unable to see their true condition. They picture themselves taking up crosses, forsaking sins, abiding in Christ, believing promises, loving God, being filled with the Holy Spirit, and enveloped in God's eternal covenant love, but mainly in their mind. They build and build upon the sounds of delusion because they heard the words of Jesus but never obeyed them. We all know spiritual fantasy to some degree. How often have we mistaken mere thoughts about prayer for praying, mere remorse over sin for repentance, mere well wishes towards a neighbor for love, mere hearing the word for doing it, mere imagining for obedience? This spiritual unreality is never safe. Are you currently in a dream? Is your Christian life a dream? Are you really a Christian? The Pharisees, the disciples, the early churches, and many who await the judgment day have been deceived. Are we also deceived? Let us start with the Pharisees. Many of these enemies of Christ among the scribes and the Pharisees soared under a spiritual delusion. They went consciously evil. They assured themselves that they knew God. They fasted, they prayed, they tithed all the way down to their spices. <laughs> they taught and explained. They even crossed seas to make disciples. But in reality, they shut the doors of, the, of God's kingdom in people's faith, not allowing them to enter. They neglected the weightier matters of the law. They showed a clean exterior but remained defiled on the inside. They made disciples of hell, and ironies upon ironies, they killed the Lord of glory, hating him without cause. In their delusion, they went on to persecute the church. 
killing God's people in service to God from their perspective. But Jesus warned his disciples of such people. You will be expelled, Jesus said, from the, from the synagogues. And the time is coming when those who kill you will think they are doing a holy service for God. They thought they saved the God of the Old Testament, even as they slaughtered his Christ and his sheep. Men who claim most heartily to know the God of Abraham and to be the leaders of his people lived in such a devious dream. Are we in such a dream too? Now we turn to the disciples. These men, even while they were saved, still suffer from religious dreams. Up until the days, the day of Jesus' arrest, the disciples, having debated which, which was the greatest among them, imagined great things of themselves. On that faithful Good Friday, they each presumed that they were ready to die for Christ, despite Jesus had told them, Tonight, all of you will desert me. For the scripture says, God will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will, will, will be scattered. Peter declared, Even if everyone else deserts you, I will never desert you. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny three times that you even know me. No, Peter insisted. Even if I have to die with you, I will, I will never deny you. And all the other disciples vowed the same. This is from Matthew 26, 31 to 35. Peter spoke as the champion of their shared delusion. Finally, at this point, they found a flaw in their Lord's teaching. Although Jesus told them that they would desert him, they would not fall away even if they had to die. They boasted in their imagined maturity and each would have fallen fully away like Judas had Jesus not kept them. The men who walked with Christ for three years imagined a faithfulness unto death that wasn't real. Do we have such delude, deleted imagination? Do we think we will not pass like this because we think we are matured enough in Christ not to desert Jesus? Now we turn to the early church. What we, what we see is that religious imagining not only gets hold of a few faithful individuals, but can persuade whole churches. Several of the early church suffered from religious dreams. The church of Leucidia thought very highly of itself. Indeed, they found many occasions to talk of their self-sufficiency. Jesus called them, You say, I am rich, I have prospered, and I have nothing, not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, blind, and naked. They did not know their true condition. In their spiritual blindness and poverty, they boasted of great riches. The church gathered as sadists, not only deceiving themselves but also those around them. The church as sadists, a city with a famous cemetery for dead kings, had the name of life. But Jesus broke this spell by saying, But you are dead. Others saw life in the church. Jesus did not. 
Others saw flourishing. Jesus saw holy bones. They saw their work complete, their arms strong, their feet at the doorway of heaven. Jesus saw incomplete works. A church in critical condition, with a dim light all but snuffed out. Only a few had not soiled their garments. Their reputation stood opposite to reality, and their reputation could not save them. If such a delusion infected whole groups of seemingly healthy churches, can it not also infect ours? Many who only dreamt of following Jesus will be awakened at the judgment. On that day, many will say to me, Jesus said, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demon in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Imagine it. Imagine Christ coming in his glory with the armies of angels. They weep and rejoice. They see the manifestly wicked before them, sentenced to condemnation. How fortunate they think that I am not destined to such a fate. They were not pagans. They engendered the tenets of a Christian ethics and had positive thoughts towards Christ. They went to church, sang the song with a deceived sincerity, even walked wonders and saw others converted. But Christ did not have their name in his book. He looks at them and says he does not know them. Surely there must be a mystic, they would say. Did I not attend church meetings, preach the gospel to my neighbor, give regularly to this ministry? And yet his word falls. More faithfully than a sky full of arrows, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. They imagined greetings, said greetings, but lived as workers of lawlessness. The Bible says in Isaiah 29 8 that many wonder through life as when a hungry man dreams, and behold, he is eating and awakes with his hunger not satisfied, or as when a tasty man dreams, and behold, he is drinking and awakes faint with his taste not quenched. Can we not also wake up to hear Christ say, Depart? The scripture says in Old King James, As a man thinketh, so he is. But there is also wit in the statement concerning professing Christians. As a man doeth, so he is, even when he thinks himself otherwise. Or as Jesus says, you can identify them by their fruit. Again, the point as Jonathan Edwards plainly said, quote, Godliness consists not in a heart which intends to do the will of God, but in a heart which does it. Having one feelings, best intentions, sincere hopes and wishes about oneself, or positive inclination towards God and Christ are not in themselves evidence of being a Christian. Jesus thought, If you love me, obey my commandments. 
do you obey Christ? This is one way we know we truly love him. John wrote in 1 John 2, 3 to 4, We can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey God's commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. How many dreamers have been awakened by Jesus' haunting question? Why do you call me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? The Christian life summons us to live day by day by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Hebrews 12.2 And what a sight he is. Never has there been a more trustworthy friend, never a more faithful leader. His love bear God's wrath on our behalf. His kindness meets our, our treason with words of love. His benevolence makes the most noble king blush. What reason can we ever find to disobey such a savior? Of the many glances we take towards the Lord, He is the beauty we want to behold, the majesty we want to bow down to, the image that transforms us. Scripture also sends us back to look at another confiding creature, ourselves. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 13.5, Examine yourself to see whether your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. We all need such a regular glance. We all need to regularly examine ourselves. Many before us think they are Christian because they do Christian activities, but they are, they are on the way to a most dreadful end. May you and I not be among them. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you find it helpful, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast or search our green archive for more talks on the Christian life. I remain your host, O.O. Living. See you next time. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you find it helpful, we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast or search our green archive for more talks on the Christian life. I remain your host, O.O. Living. See you next time.